No one, no dark entity, nothing can come up.
I know somebody's, oh, that's me that's listening. It's only me. Twitter. How about that? Too bad nobody cares. But at least Daphne's told me it works. Oh, now I have zero viewers, so why am I even talking? How stupid. Hello? Hello, am I on? Oh, that's me. It's my I like this song. A full bladder early in the morning can cause an erection, and this is normal. Break. You need a Garrett. He is not able to produce sperm cells, and in that way will not be able to have any children. But he's a perfectly normal male.
a better song. I'm sorry, audience. I think I... Maybe I shazammed the wrong song. Maybe I'll skip ahead. I thought it was good. No. Well, that sucks. Oh, well. I was on my yeast list. Shine a plane. How about this? Oh, 
the screaming marks. And he steadied himself. And he drew all of it into him. And he stood up very straight and calm and gray as a wise old rat and lifted his old blue hand shiny over the dirt and he brought them down slow in the setting sun and all the marks just stood there quiet his cold old hands on their wrists and ankles and cold and blue as liquid air on wrist and ankle just frozen there in a heavy blue mist of vaporized banknotes so there they stand like dummies they are dummies. And you let your heavy, cold, blue hands fall through them. Lump. As word dust falls from demagnetized patterns, your spirals holding wrist and ankle where we came in. Now, some wise characters think they can call the old doctor twice. You see, son, in this business, you always have to find an angle. Yesterday, many thousand along High Street in massive treatment. Payback the red lips. Oh, see the crown of the earth. Hard with it. The books are attractive little volumes that also will be distributed on newsstands for the public at large. And 14 other cities like the New York City idea so well, they plan to copy it in their school systems. Doc Stadler, WINS News. You've done a report for Doc Stadler on city school kids getting some new heroes in the new textbook. We'll give that report while draw the effort coming up later on. I'll be six Take myself tonight with a shine on my dancing shoes. If you got a place like that to go, you just have to go there. If you got no place to show, well, then you just I'm really on video. I guess it's just the summer in the young blood. Ripe and juice in the young blood. Tease and I go down to Cotton Avenue. To hear the shiny, shiny music. See all the shiny people dancing to it Anytime you go to Cotton Avenue 
cut these selections into pieces and rearranged the fragments at random. And these cut-up experiments appeared in minutes to go in 1959. Uh, when you experiment with cut-ups over a period of time, you find that some of the cut-ups and rearranged texts seem to refer to future events. I cut up an article on uh, written by John Paul Getty. And God, it's a bad thing to sue your own father. This was a rearrangement and wasn't in the original text. And a year later, one of his sons did sue him. I mean, it's just purely extraneous information. It meant nothing to me. I had no, nothing to gain on either side. 
Hi everyone. Oh, am I talking? Which one is me? The next step uh, was cut up from the tape recorder. But now I'm hungry. Brian was the first to take this obvious step. Why the first tape recorder cut-ups oh, were a simple extension of cut-ups on tape. Oh, that's it. Sorry, I couldn't find my levels. Audience. So I'm playing a video where I'm live, but only the bottom half of my face, and then me 20... God, 25 years ago. I'm so... When I was young then, I thought I was old then. That's me and Adam on the lower left. I'll make that bigger. It's interesting to me. Uh, some people are dead. I don't know. I mean, he's not dead, is he? Look how I looked. This is 1999. How about that? It's just home movies. I used to videotape everything. In those years, after I came home from Amsterdam, I was so fucked up and clothing. I mean, fashion designers. I don't care. I don't care. You, I, you know, just exactly. Well, I kind of was wearing fashion because you had to in order to go to the discotheque. The it. They wouldn't let you in if you weren't wearing Dolce Gabbana or Versace. You know. Now, of course, this procedure on the tape recorder produces new words by alter juxtaposition, uh, just as new words are produced by cut-ups on paper. Well, we went on to exploit the potentials of the tape recorder, cut up, slow down, speed up, I run backwards, inch the tape, that means uh, work it back and forth across the tape head, play several tracks at once, uh, cut back and forth between two recorders. Now here are some tapes which Brian made with all the technical facilities of the BBC in London. And they show, I think, what can be done with a human voice and one phrase. All active, calling, calling all reactivations. Calling all active agents, re. Calling all active agents, re. Calling all active, re. Calling all active, re. Calling all active, re. Calling all reagents active. All agents active. Calling. All agents active. Calling. Mia, can you hear me now? Is it not drowning me out? I don't know what the delay is. Mia, when you, Mia Marrow, she's a mortician. I don't know to say that. Morticia, I'll just say Morticia. Morticia, tell me, are my levels okay now? Morticia. Morticia. Morticia, I'm, stop laughing at me. I remember that, the one guy in the one floor of the cuckoo's net? Uh, Nurse Ratchet, Nurse Ratchet, give me my cigarettes, Nurse Ratchet. I need my cigarettes, Nurse Ratchet. Remember that? I, he was, I wouldn't say he was my favorite. It was just the levels. It's just because I suck, Mia. Thank you for noticing. I was just being lazy. I appreciate you pointing that out. Because I'm mentally ill. Recalling. Activation. All. Recalling. Agent. Active. All. Uh-oh, there's a lull on both sides of the recording. What am I supposed to do? What am I supposed to do? How to do it? Overturn, Billy. Overturn, Billy. I'm tired of it. I need my dresses. The steel. The steel. 
this can be the beginning. There was no piano Mia, what were those other rappers besides No Name I was supposed to check out? Give me a, a song and I want to play right now. The levels are fine, Mia. It's my fingers. It's just because I'm using manual, you know, controls on my potentiometer. So when I pull them down the right amount, it sounds fine. But I like to hear the music, so that's... I guess the bottom line is I don't... I'm not really talking about anything important.
the way that I hear it might have been drugs or alcohol. Je la 
South America, through Europe, and then out to China. And within the British context, or really the English context, there's this concern growing up that, that there isn't really enough silver staying around to be useful. And Isaac Newton, who's the, the master of the mint, he decides to do something about this. Essentially, he sets a certain exchange between gold and silver, and it becomes clear to a lot of people that they get more for their money if they buy foreign imports using silver and they keep gold to deal with their domestic transactions. Uh, the mechanism wasn't developed to be like that, but it just by de, de facto becomes that gold is therefore the, the coinage to use within the English later British system. So a gold standard, that means that you tie the value of your currency to gold. Now, that is obviously the case when you actually have gold coins in circulation, but that was not the large amount of coins, really. The key thing here is, especially once you have banknotes, that you make any banknote convertible into gold. So you tie your currency to gold, you can always exchange it into gold. That's a domestic thing. But if several countries connect their currencies to gold, they have fixed exchange rates to each other through gold. And that is the international implication of the gold standard. I actually very much agree, Melvin, with what you said. We used to have only barter trade. I think when you have a gold standard, that is essentially barter trade because you, you, you change something else against gold. And what this really shows is the uh, distrust between parties. And the only way to overcome that was essentially to do a barter trade. And that barter trade really, in that sense, it lasted until the early 1970s. And I think we see this very much in the European languages. So take the French, they use argent for money and for silver. The Germans, they, the words, their words for gold and money are almost interchangeable. So there is a very strong sense that, that real money is only money underpinned 
buy a precious commodity. What difference did the gold rushes of the 19th century, particularly in America and Australia, make and why? The gold rushes of the mid-19th century were really crucial in transforming the gold standard and in making the gold standard a universal system. So until 1854, there really was only one country on gold, and that was England. Now, if one country runs the system, you don't need an awful lot of gold to actually to run it, to have enough gold in circulation. But once you start expanding that to European countries and then to countries worldwide, you really need a lot of gold. And that is the function of the California gold rush in 1848 and of Australia a few years later. So basically, the world monetary system quite literally soaks in a lot of gold and transforms over the next two decades. So basically what happens is that these new world gold discovery sites, they send their gold to the two main mints of Europe, to London and to Paris. These two countries transform them into gold coin and the French system here plays a particularly important role. In the French case, you could mint both silver and gold. So you had a so-called bimetallic system. And in the 1850s, 1860s, the French mint chews out an enormous amount of gold coin. And for the first time ever, in the late 1850s, early 1860s, people start contemplating the move to a global gold standard because they realized there is simply enough gold. We could think of doing that. What, what were the hurdles to international trade when it came to finance? What is the gold standard going to solve or overcome? I think we should try to see the emergence of the gold standard as an evolution of the international monetary system. Before 1850, we really lacked the gold. At least we lacked the gold if we wanted to transit to gold for many countries. And then we have these 1850s and 60s, which are really a transitional period in which for two decades we have in operation three systems. We have a gold standard in England. We have a bimetallic system in France and some other countries like Italy and Switzerland and Belgium. And the rest of the world is basically main thing. Now all 200 editions of the Radio 4 program are... This is the BBC. This podcast is supported by advertising outside the UK. BBC Sounds. Jenny. She miscarries. Her husband, Larry Klein, is due to travel to England to produce a new record by Ben Orr, frontman for the Cars. It's an opportunity hard to turn down. whether I should go. And she said, yes, you should go. He didn't realize he's been tested. I mean, even in my limited way of no She's lost her ability to... Deserves to be talked about more. Music journalist Barney Hoskins remembers meeting Joni in... Process, this is just child's play. As the... More tours. David Yaffe remembers how she was in his last interview with her in late January 2015. 
I think she was just like fighting a lot of fights, and I think that like, she was angry a lot, and um, you know, smoking a lot. Larry was one of those who had been at the sharp end of her anger. She was quite angry about a lot of things and at a lot of people. And then, on March 31st, 2015, news reports appear. Joni's been discovered unconscious in her Bel Air home. She'd been lying there for three days before she was found. She'd suffered serious brain trauma from an aneurysm. Her prognosis, according to experts, is not good. A friend of the Canadian singer-songwriter Joni Mitchell has said she's lost her ability to speak after suffering a brain aneurysm earlier in the year. When she regains consciousness, she can't talk. She can't walk. But this isn't her first rodeo. Joni Mitchell is a survivor. Slowly, her speech returns. With a cane, she learns to walk again. You know what? She later says to her friend Cameron Crow, "I came back from polio, so here I am again, and struggling back." She's more content now, or she seems more content now. She seems less angry now. Gradually. She reconnects with the life she was living before the aneurysm. She paints. She plays ping pong, part of her rehabilitation. She's photographed with her friend Herbie Hancock at a Chick Corea concert. At a David Hockney exhibition opening, a photo of her and David holding hands almost breaks the internet. But the baby grand piano and guitars are left untouched in her living room. It will take another five years. And a whole community of musicians for that to change. Joni's friend and former partner, Graham Nash. I said, John, anything coming? Any ideas for songs?、Uh, any ideas for paintings? Anything? And she looked at me. She said, No, not yet. And I loved those two words. Joni's seventy-fifth birthday, seventh of November, twenty eighteen. At a sold-out tribute night with friends and admirers, Joni cuts a dash in a flowing red jacket and black top hat. For Grammy Award winner Brandy Carlile, it's her first time meeting Joni. A short while after, they have dinner together. Joni holds court. She talks of her instruments, wishing they would still get played. Then she turns to Brandy. Would Brandy want to gather people together around Joni to come and play in the living room, drink wine, sing, and chill? Two weeks later, at Joni's home in the hills of Bel Air, they hold their first Joni jam. Wine flows, instruments are passed around. Joni listens, sometimes sings along a little. My friend Jess Wolf from the band Lucius is one of those invited. No one knew how open she would be, slash how much maybe she would even need these jams until we were sort of in it and we saw the unfolding of her recovery and how strong she was getting just by having people who loved and admired and worshipped her. On one of the nights, the actor Kathy Bates from the film Misery joins, bringing a gift for Joni. And it was this 
like beautifully ornately carved electric guitar with like I think I remember it was like an eagle head on the on the body that was like carved into the face of the body. It was something else. My friend Blake Mills, who was also there. She was just strumming it and kind of rem- remembering how to play because I think it had been years since she had even held a guitar. And all of a sudden, it kind of sounded like she was playing Coming From the Cold. And Taylor and I sort of looked at each other and just started playing that song. It started to feel like we were heading towards something, the next kind of goal. Oriented. And just started playing that song. Rewind. It started to. Edit. <laughs> Edit. And all of a sudden, it kind of sounded like she was playing Coming from the Cold. And Taylor and I sort of looked at each other and just started playing that song. It started to feel like we were heading towards something. The next kind of goal for her seemed to be performance-oriented. And please welcome back to the Newport stage for the first time since 1969! It's been seven years since her aneurysm and one year since she picked up that guitar. Now... Joni will sing on stage for the first time with the Joni Jam Group at the Newport Folk Festival. Joni starts to sing the next song, Alone. Her voice is steady and robust. Rose and flows of angel hair. Watching her sing both sides now, you know, a song that she wrote when she was 21 or 22 years old, just was fully weighted, fully layered experience. Music critic Lindsay Zolatz. There's the original rendition from the late 60s. And then there's her reimagining of it from 2000. And then there's a third act to it. I really don't know clouds at all. Musician Alison Russell. Hearing her sing it in her lived-in voice now, you feel the song even more. The song wasn't complete till she sang it now, you know? The deep tones carry further than the clarion high notes of her youth. There's this feeling like the voice of time is singing it. It's a break from all of the disappointing things about the limitations of being a human The following year, she'll perform a headline show to a crowd of 27,000 at The Gorge in Washington. When I watch footage of The Gorge, I can see that everyone that is there, the audience, the musicians, Joni, are in a state of reverence and gratitude to be alive in the time of Joni Mitchell. 
Legend is just the tip of the iceberg. Beneath the surface of every song is a life that she lived, that she carried. All the pain and the loss and joy. And each song, each painting, is a win. And we get to share in her victories. This has been Legend, the Joni Mitchell story. And I've been your guide, Jessica Hope. Точно 
Tuberculosis, folks. Christmas Eve, an old junkie selling Christmas seals on North Park Street. The priest, they called him. Fight tuberculosis, folks. People hurried by, gray shadows on a distant wall. It was getting late, no money to score. He turned into a side street and the lake wind hit him like a knife. Cab stopped just ahead under a street light. Boy got out with a suitcase. Thin kid in prep school clothes. Familiar face, the priest told himself. Watching from the doorway. Reminds me of something a long time ago. The boy there with his overcoat unbuttoned, reaching into his pants pocket for the cab fare. Cab drove away and turned the corner. The boy went inside a building. Hmm, yes, maybe. The suitcase was there in the doorway. The boy nowhere in sight. Gone to get the keys, most likely. Have to move fast. He picked up the suitcase and started for the corner. Made it, glanced down at the case. Didn't look like the case the boy had or any boy would have. Priest couldn't put his finger on what was so old about the case. Old and dirty, poor quality leather, and heavy. Better see what's inside. He turned into Lincoln Park found an empty place and opened the case. Two severed human legs. belonged to a young man with dark skin. Shiny black leg hairs glittered in the dim street light. The legs had been forced in case, and he had to use his knee on the back of the case to shove them out. Legs yet, he said, and walked quickly away with the case. Might bring a few dollars to score.
The buyer sniffs suspiciously. Kind of funny smell about it. Is this Mexican leather? He should. Well, some joker didn't cure it. The buyer looks at the case with cold disfavor. Not even right sure he killed it, whatever it is. Three is the best I can do, and it hurts. But since this is Christmas and you're the priest, he slipped three notes under the table into the priest's dirty hand. The priest faded into the street shadows, seedy and furtive. Three cents didn't buy a bag, nothing less than a nickel. Say, remember that old Auntie Cooker told me not to come back unless I paid him the three cents I owe? Isn't that a fruit for you, blow your stack about three lousy cents? The doctor was not pleased to see him. Now, what do you want? I told you. He splayed three bills on the table. The doctor put the money in his pocket and started to scream. I got trouble. People have been around. I may lose my license. The priest just sat there, eyes old and heavy with years of junk on the doctor's face. I can't write you a prescription. The doctor jerked open a drawer and stood an ampule across the table. That's all I have in the office. The doctor stood up. Take it and get out! He screamed, hysterical. The priest's expression did not change. And the doctor added in quieter tones, After all, I'm a professional man, and I shouldn't be bothered by people like you. Is that all you have for me? One lousy quarter, Gene? Couldn't you lend me a nickel? Get out, get out! I'll call the police, I tell you. All right, doctor, I'm going. Christ, it was cold and far to walk. Rooming house, a shabby street, room on the top floor. These stairs <coughs> off. The priest there pulling himself up along the banister. He went into the bathroom. Yellow wall panels, toilet dripping, got his works from under the wash basin. Wrapped in brown paper, back to his room, get every drop in the dropper. He rolled up his sleeve. Then he heard a groan from next door, room 18. A Mexican kid lived there. The priest had passed him on the stairs and saw the kid was hooked. But he never spoke because he didn't want any juvenile connections, bad news in any language. And the priest had had enough bad news in his life. Heard the groan again, a groan he could feel. No mistaking that groan and what it meant. Maybe he had an accident or something. In any case, I can't enjoy my priestly medications with that sound coming through the wall. Thin walls, you understand? The priest put down his dropper, cold hall, and knocked on the door of room 18. GNS, it's the priest, kid. I live next door. You could hear someone hobbling across the floor. A bolt slid. The boy stood there in his underwear shorts, 
eyes black with pain. He started to fall. The priest helped him over to the bed. What's wrong, son? It's my legs, senor, cramps, and now I'm without medicine. The priest could see the cramps, like knots of wood there on the young, clean legs, dark, shiny black leg hair. Three years ago, I damaged myself in a bicycle race, and it was then that the cramps start and... And he has the leg cramps back with compound junk interest. The old priest stood there, feeling the boy grow. He inclined his head as if in prayer, went back and got his dropper. It's just a quarter G, kid. I do not require much, senor. The boy was sleeping when the priest left room 18. He went back to his room and sat down on the bed. Then it hit him like heavy, silent snow. All the gray junk yesterdays. He sat there and received the immaculate fix. And since he was himself a priest, there was no need to call one. Show is a treat because I'm here. 
known by many different names My good friend Will calls me Puck and Robin Goodfellow I follow the gypsy fairy queen I follow the gypsy fairy queen She walks the length and breadth of England Singing a song, using a wand To help and heal the land and the creatures on it She's dressed in rags of moleskin And wears a crown of rowan berries on her brow a blackthorn staff to help her in her walking I only listen to her say but I never hear her talking anymore the ones she did the ones she did I follow
gathering in Bourbon Street And as I ran across, they pointed at me There's the Cajun queen, she started the fight That caused Big John to kill last night I kept on running straight to the east As I followed the track of the Big Iron Beast Through the sun or rain, the days and nights I never thought once about giving up the fight for my John to get around that a Cajun girl from New Orleans was asking questions in a room in the street for Big John. Now nobody seemed to want to be the one to answer my questions about Big John. I couldn't tell if their feelings were of pity or hate. Only thing I could do was just watch and wait for Big John. number, I'd like to return to the classics, perhaps the most famous classic in all the world of music. World of music. World of music. World of music. The first time around, you didn't quite understand I'm going to speak. Don't worry, we can fix that right now. So why don't you all just grab your bag. Come on board, hoist the answer, and we'll be off. Prerogative, praise positively, I'm acquitted Enemies publicly shame my utility After the battle, damn bitches, I'm with it Simply so well moved, I don't like rude Transistors are never more shown with life Wind vocal flow brings it all down in ruins Due to a clue of a naughty noise called plug two Let them be the stir to the style of your stoop Sit while the kick of the plug from aroma Then grab a daisy to sip your favorite fruit Letting this soul fire be your first fryer But don't let the kick drum stop your big toe See that the three will be your thread But like my man Chuck D said What a brother no dance while I play In a cute cart sway from my flower girl China and Jet The button is pressed in 89 will start to panic From De La Soul and absent from set Negative noise will be all divided Dangerous to dance, populace will croon Ducks and cassettes will all be rid When paying position to the naughty noise called Plug 2 of the souls who project the new flick. Every last viewer is tuned to the method. Known to be a method, no magician's not a trick. Written by the speaker who's entitled Plug 2. Swallowed by the loonies who are jealous of the show bitch. Double teeth the truth, populist to push the youth to the fact that this will bring an end to the negative. Flow to the slate, cause I say my soul lies. See, at the top we will dwell. Difference is fame as we rise, then we build. When we are set, we get fat and we swell. Motions of the soul is a positive stride. One step forward is the space we consume. 
Uncle Silver Leaf that This chat sends a lie on the strong map Trying in lies so you best realize That the gift that I present is a gift rap Style of the tune is personal And defining what's the rhyme is worst of all Stop sitting steady cause the meaning isn't money Just put your dome gear as a first of all Watch while the picture is pitching Cause this is the picture of the year Sing a simple song, but keep the swing strong Though you heard Dove crying, I ain't fear it Don't you think they lies on the flip tip? Try to flip this and you're doomed Watch for the bee, because if you try to groove me You'll be hung by the wire of the plug
be existing, and there can be some remembering something of such a thing. Once, an angry man dragged his father along the ground through his own orchard. Stop, stop, I'm not certain that he was wrong in doing what he was doing. And then when he could not come to be certain that he had been wrong in doing what he had been doing, when he had completely convinced himself that he would not come to be certain that he had been wrong in doing what he had been doing, he was really certain then that he was a great one. And he certainly was a great one. Certainly everyone could be certain of this thing that this one is a great one. This one was one very many were knowing some. And very many were glad to meet him. Very many sometimes listened to him. Some listened to him very often. There were some who listened to him, and he talked to them, and he told them then that certainly he had been one suffering, and he was then being one trying to be certain that he was wrong in doing what he was doing, and he had come then to be certain that he never would be certain that he was doing what was wrong for him to be doing then, and he was suffering then, and he was certain that he would be one doing what he was doing. And he was certain that he should be one doing what he was doing. And he was certain that he would always be one suffering. And this then made him certain, this, that he would always be one being suffering. This made him certain that he was expressing something being struggling. And certainly very many were quite certain that he was greatly expressing something being struggling. This one was knowing some who were listening to him. And he was telling very often about being one suffering. And this was not a dreary thing to anyone hearing that then. It was not a saddening thing to anyone hearing it again and again. To some, it was quite an interesting thing hearing it again and again. To some, it was an exciting thing hearing it again and again. Some knowing this one and being certain that this one was a great man and was one fairly expressing something, were ones hearing this one telling about being one being living. We're hearing this one telling this thing again to the world. Some who were one knowing this one, and were one certain that this one was one who was fairly telling something, was a great man, were not listening very often to this one. Just a false alarm I 
Came at dawn to a warm, misty place, barking dogs and the sound of running water. Thomas and Charlie, I said. What? That's the name of this town. Sea level. We climbed straight up from here 10,000 feet. I took a fix and went to sleep in the back seat. She was a good driver, you can tell, as soon as someone touches the wheel. Mexico City, where Lupita sits like an Aztec earth goddess, doling out her little papers of lousy shit. Selling is more of a habit than using, Lupita says. Non-using pushers have a contact habit, and that's one you can't kick. Agents get it, too. Take Bradley the buyer, best narcotics agent in the industry. Anyone would make him for junk. I mean, he can walk up to a pusher and score direct. He is so anonymous, gray, and spectral, the pusher don't remember him afterwards. So he twists one after the other. Well, the buyer comes to look more and more like a junkie. He can't drink. He can't get it up. His teeth fall out. He's all the time sucking on a candy bar. Baby Ruth's he digs special. It really disgusts you to see the bar sucking on them candy bars so nasty, and cop says. The bar takes on an ominous gray-green color. Fact is, his body is making its own junk or equivalent. The buyer has a steady connection. A man within, you might say, or so he thinks. I'll just sit in my room, he says, fuck them all, squares on both sides. I am the only complete man in the industry. But a yen comes on him like a great black wind through the bones. So the buyer hunts up a young junkie and gives him a paper to make it. Oh, all right, the boy says. So what you want to make? I just want to rub up against you and get fixed. Ugh, well, all right. Why can't you just get physical like a human? Later, the boy is sitting in a Waldorf with two colleagues dunking pound cake. Most distasteful thing I ever stand still for, he says. Some way, he makes himself all soft like a blob of jelly and surround me so nasty. Then he gets wet all over like a green slime, so I guess he comes to some kind of awful climax. I come there wigging that green stuff all over me, and he stinks like an old rotten cantaloupe. Well, still an easy score. The boy sighed resignedly. Yes, I guess you can get used to anything. I got a new for them again tomorrow. Well, the buyer's habit keeps getting heavier. He needs to recharge every half hour. Sometimes he cruises the precincts and drives the turnkey to let him in with a cell of junkies. Guess where no amount of contact will fix it. At this point, he receives a summons from the district supervisor. Bradley? 
Your conduct has given rise to rumors, but I hope for your sake they are no more than that. So unspeakably distasteful that, I mean, uh, Caesar's wife, <clears throat> that is the department, must be above suspicion. Certainly above such suspicions as you have seemingly aroused. You are lowering the entire tone of the industry. We are prepared to accept your immediate resignation. The buyer throws himself on the ground and crawls over to the DS. No, boss man, no. The department is my very lifeline. He kisses the district supervisor's hand, thrusting his fingers into his mouth. The DS must feel his toothless gums, complaining he has lost his teeth in a thurbot. Please, boss man, I'll wipe your ass. I'll wash out your dirty condoms. I'll polish your shoe with the oil on my nose. Really, this is most distasteful. Have you no pride? I must tell you, I feel a distinct revulsion. I mean, there is something well rotten about you. You smell like a compost heap. You put a scented handkerchief in front of his face. I must ask you to leave this office at once. I'll do anything, boss. Anything. His ravaged green face splits in a horrible smile. I'm still young, boss, and I'm pretty strong when I get my blood up. Yes, wretches into his handkerchief and points to the door with a limp hand. The buyer stands up, looking at the DS dreamily. His body begins to dip like a dowser's wand. Flows forward. No, no! Screams the DS. Slup, slup, slup. An hour later, they find the buyer on the nod in the DS's chair. The DS has disappeared without a trace. The judge. Everything indicates that you have, in some unspeakable manner, uh, simulated the district supervisor. Unfortunately, there is no proof. I would recommend that you be confined or more accurately contained in some institution. But I know of no place suitable for a man of your caliber. I must reluctantly order your release. That one should stand in an aquarium, says the arresting officer. The buyer spreads terror throughout the industry. Junkies and agents disappear. Like a vampire bat, he gives off a narcotic effluvium, a dying green mist that anesthetizes his victims and renders them helpless in his enveloping presence. And once he is scored, he holds up for several days like a gorged bull inspector. Finally, he's caught in the act of digesting the narcotics commissioner and destroyed with a flamethrower. The court of inquiry ruling that such means were justified in the buyer had lost his human citizenship. It was, in consequence, a creature without species and a menace to the narcotics industry on all levels. Meeting of International Conference of Technological Psychiatry. Dr. Fingers Schaefer. The lobotomy kid rises and turns on the conference the cold blue blast of his gaze. Gentlemen, the human nervous system can be reduced to a compact and abbreviated spinal column. The brain, front, middle, and rear must follow the adenoid, the wisdom tooth, the appendix. I give you my masterwork. Anxietized man. Blast of trumpets. 
man is carried in naked by two Negro bearers who drop him on the platform with sneering brutality. The man wriggles. His flesh turns to a viscid, transparent jelly that drifts away in green mist, unveiling a monster black centipede. Waves of unknown stench fill the room, searing the lungs. Schaefer wrings his hands, sobbing. Clarence, how could you do this to me? Ingrates, every one of them ingrates. The conference start back, muttering in dismay. I'm afraid Schaefer's gone a bit too far. I sounded a word of warning. Brilliant chap, Schaefer, but man will do anything for publicity. Gentlemen, this unspeakable and in every sentence illegitimate child of Dr. Schaefer's perverted brain must not see the light. Our duty to the human race is clear. Man, he done seen the light, said one of the Negro bears. He must stomp out the un-American critter, says a fat frog-faced southern doctor who's been drinking corn out of Drunkenly, then halts, appalled by the formidable size and menacing aspect of the centipede. That's gasoline, fellas. We gotta burn this son of a bitch like an uppity negro. I'm not sticking my neck out, maybe, says a cool, hip young doctor high on LSD 25. Why, a smart PA could. Wait up. Order in the court. PA. Gentlemen of the jury, these learned gentlemen claim that the innocent human creature they have so wantonly slain suddenly turned himself into a huge black centipede. And it was their duty to the human race to destroy this monster before it could, by any means at its disposal, perpetrate its kind. Are we to gulp down this tissue of horseshit? Are we to take these glib lies like a greased and nameless asshole? Where is this wondrous centipede? We have destroyed it, they say smuggling. And I would like to remind you, gentlemen and hermaphrodites of the jury, that this great beast, he points to Dr. Schaefer, has, on several previous occasions, appeared in this court charged with the unspeakable crime of brain rape. In plain English, he pounds the rail of the jury box. In plain English, gentlemen, forcible lobotomy. The jury gasps. One dies of a heart attack. Three fall to the floor, writhing in orgasms of prurience. The DA points dramatically. He it is, he and no other, who has reduced whole provinces of our fair land to a state bordering on the far side of idiocy. He it is who has filled great warehouses with row on row, tier on tier of helpless creatures who must have their every want attended. The drones, he calls them, with a cynical leer of pure education. Gentlemen, I say to you that the wanton murder of Clarence Cowie must not go unavenged. This foul crime shrieks like a wounded faggot for justice at least. Centipede is rushing about in agitation. Man, that motherfucker.
fucking hungry, this meat boy. Bears, I'm getting out of here, meat. Wave of electric horror sweeps through the conference. They storm the exit, screaming and clawing. I was traveling with Merritt Incorporated, checking store attendants for larceny with a crew of shoppers. There was two middle-aged cunts, one owning this chihuahua, which whimpered and yacked in a cocoon of black sweaters. And Bob Schaefer, crew leader, who was an American fascist with Roosevelt jokes. It happens in Iowa, this number comes over the car radio. Old Sal got caught in the fence last spring. And Shaver said, oh my God, are we ever in Hicksville? Stopped that night in Pleasantville, Iowa, and our tires gave out. We had no tire rations during the war for such a purpose. Bob got drunk and showed his badge to the locals in a roadhouse by the river. And I ran into the sailor under a potted palm in the lobby. We hit the local croakers with a fish poison con. They got these poisoned fish stuck in the tank transported back from South America. I'm an ichthyologist, and after being stung by the dreaded candy root, like fire through the blood doctor and coming on now. And the sailor goes into his white-hot agony act, chasing the doctor around his office like a blowtorch. He never missed, but he burned down the croakers. So like Bob and me, when we had a catch, as the old cunts call it, arrested some sulky clerk with his hand deep in the company pocket. We take turns playing the tough cop and the con cop. So I walk in on this Pleasantville croaker and tell him I have contacted this Venusian virus and subject to dissolve myself in poison juices and assimilate the passers-by unless I get my medicine and get it regular. So I walk in on this old party smelling like a compost heap and steaming demurely. And he's What's your trouble? I'll take it on that much time to in a theatrical boarding house, the aging ham cradles his tie up and stabs it aim like Cleopatra flying the ass. Click back to the cool gray short change artist, lush rolling ghost of drunken sleep, empty pockets in the worn metal subway dawn. I woke up in the hotel lobby, the smell heavy and calm holding me, holding a different body molded to the leather chair. I was sick, but not needle sick. This was black smoke yen. The sailor, still sleeping. He looked very young under a wispy mustache. 
I woke him up and he looked around with slow hydraulic control. His eyes unbluffed, unreadable. Let's make the street. I'm thin. I was, in fact, very thin, as I saw, when I stopped in front of a mirror panel and adjusted my tie on in a starched collar. It was a neighborhood of chilly houses and cheap saloons with free lunch everywhere and heavy, calm bartenders humming Sweet Sixteen. I walked without thinking like a horse will and came to the Chinese laundry by Clara's massage parlor. We siphoned in and the chink in front jerked one eye back and went on ironing a shirt front. We walked through a door and a curtain, and the black smoke set our lungs dancing in a junky jig. We lay up. Slow, and order a pot of tea. The chink kid goes out to fix it, and the words hatch in my throat like already written there. I was reading them back. Lip reading, we call it in the trade. Only way to orient yourself when in Rome. I've checked the harness bull. He comes in Maxoli's every night at 2.20 a.m. and forces the local pederast to perform this unnatural act on his person. So regularly, you can set your watch by it. I won't, I won't, I won't. Not again. Glub, glub, glub. So that gives us 20 minutes at least to get in and out through the side window. An eight hours start, we should be in St. Louis before they miss the time. Stop off and see the family. Memory pictures coming in. Little boy blue and all the heavy silver sets and banks and clubs. Cool, heavy eyes moving steel and oil and shares. I had a rich St. Louis family. It was set for that night. As we walked out, I caught the Japanese girl picking up laundry and my flesh crawled under the junk and I made a meet for her over the afternoon. Good plan to make sex before a caper. Housebreaking can cause this wet green sex tension, especially when things go wrong. Once in Peoria, me and the sailor charged a drugstore. We can't find the jimmy for the narco cabinet and the flash won't work and the harness bull sniffing around the door. And there we are with a sex current, giggling ourselves off like beached idiots. Well, the cops got such nasty kicks from our condition, they took us to the RR station. We get on a train, shivering, burning, junk sick. And the warm vegetable smells of thawing flesh and stale cum slowly filled the car. Nobody could look at us, steaming away there like manure piles. I woke out of a light yen sleep when the Japanese girl came in. Three silver digits exploded in my head. I walked out into streets of Madrid and won a football pool. Felt the Latin mind clear and baneless sunlight. Met Paco by the soccer scores and he said, Get tal, Enrique? Thing police keep all boardroom reports and we are not allowed to proffer the disaster accounts. Wind hand caught in the door. Explosive bio-advanced men out of space to employ electrician in gasoline crack of history. Last of the gallant heroes. I'm you on tracks, Mr. Bradley, Mr. Martin. Couldn't reach flesh in his switch and zero time to the sick tracks. A long time between suns I held the stale overcoat, sliding between light and shadow muttering in the dogs of unfamiliar score. Across the wounded galaxies we intersect, poison of dead sun in your brain slowly fading. 
Migrants of ape in gasoline track of history. Explosive, bio-advance, out of space to neon. I'm you, a wind hand caught in the door, couldn't reach flesh. In sun I held the stale overcoat, dead hand stretching the throat. Last to proffer the disaster count on track. See, Mr. Bradley, Mr. And being blind may not refuse to hear. Mr. Bradley, Mr. Martin, disaster to my blood, whom I created. The shallow water came in with the tide in the Swedish river of Gothenburg. Mr. Bradley, Mr. Martin, hear us through the hole in thin air. Thing police, all boardroom reports now are ended. Fading out in Honolulu, Newark, Harris, home, Austin. The great wind, evolving turrets, towers, palaces. Sound and image flakes fall. His dogs that were his eyes shut off, Mr. Bradley, Mr. Gone away, pulled the reverse switch. Place no good, no bueno. Turned off the Swedish River of Gothenburg, Saturday, March 17th, 1962, past time. These colorless sheets are empty. You never existed at all. I smoke is all, boy. Goodbye to William. Ahab, last twinges of a coffin, posting this book where the awning flaps a distant thank you. Explosion splits the boat. SOS, five times SOS. Here this little time, five scars left the dawn. Goodbye to Mr. Martin, who never had courage to let go. He heard your summons, time hiccups. Last cigarette, loud and clear. Last flag fading. Rings of Saturn in the morning sky. Whatever remains could give no human contacts. Front for the hot reward business. Chinese youth sent the resistance vision to you tilting through pinball machine. Remember, I was the ship gives no flesh identity. Lips fading. Silence to say goodbye. If you wanted a cup of tea with whatever remains, bread knife in the heart. Vague, quivering excuse for being. Shadow Americans, look any place. Empty new. Our actors proffer the account. Sheets are empty. Many years ago, that bread knife in the war. Inessential word from the past. For I have known through faulty human equipment the vacant courage to let all messages in and out to the mountain wind, loud and clear now. Through faulty human equipment hustling myself, your stale overcoat not taking any dirty pictures, twisting hole in everybody, spilling out limestone, John Hamburger, Mary Jackie, Blue Note, had enough movies, no good, no bueno. Yes, adios, mister. I go home having lost. In sun I held the vacant courage to proffer the mountain wind. And I can see the flesh words answer your summons. No more falling on all flesh. Sheets are empty. The recordings remain. Last human contacts used as model for a bad move.
Other identities are a rubbish heap to life form A. Better than shouts, no good, no bueno. Crime child, it's five times. Had enough flack of absent world? Child of Nova, the story over. I fold distant fingers. The doctor on stage and falling. Slow metal fires tap on the bloody sky. I think now I go home. Goodbye to William. You and I fading. Silence to say, you are yourself, Mr. Bradley, Mr. Martin, who never existed at all. Silence to say, goodbye. My trouble began when they decided I was executive timber. It happens like this. A big blonde driller from Dallas picked me out of the labor pool to be his houseboy in a prefabricated bungalow. And in solid. When this friend come down from New York, the driller says, this is the boy I was telling you about. Friend looks me over chewing his cigar and says, What are you doing over there with the apes? Why don't you come over here with the board where you belong? He slips me a long, slimy look. Friend works for the track news agency. We don't report the news, we write it. And next thing I know, they have trapped a gray flannel suit on me, and I am sent to this school in Washington to learn how this writing the news before it happens is done. I suss it as the Mayan caper with an IBM machine. I don't want to be caught short in a gray flannel suit when the lid blows off. So I act in concert with a subliminal kid who is a technical sergeant and has a special way of talking. What are you doing over there? Beat your mother to over here. Know what they mean if they start job, for instance? Apparent sensory impressions calling slimy terms of the old 50-50 jazz. Assembly points in Danny Deaver. By now, they are controlling shithouse of the world. After that, Minrod Sky. Their eggs all over. These officers come gibbering into the queer bar, don't even know what buttons to push. Run with the apes, why don't you come across the lawn? And he gives me a long, slimy, responsible come gray flannel suit. And I am Danny Deaver in drag riding. The news is served, sir. Um. Put it dead. Gibber, this is the Mayan caper. A fat cigar and a long white nighty. Non-payment um. answer as simple as boardroom reports rigged a thousand years. Set up excuse and the machine will process it. Moldy pawn ticket runs a thousand years chewing the same argument. I second perfected that arc along the Tang Dynasty. Put it another way, IBM machine controls thought, feeling, and apparent sensory impressions. Subliminal arc. These officers don't even know what buttons to push. Whatever you feed into the machine on subliminal level, the machine will process. So we feed in dismantle thyself. An authority emaciated down to answer Mr. The Account in Uork, Honolulu, Paris, home, Austin. Might be just what I am looking. We fold writers of all time and together and record radio programs, movie soundtrack, TV and jukebox songs. 
all the words of the world stirring around in a cement mixer and pour in the resistance message. Calling partisans of all nations, free doorways, vibrate tourists, word falling, photo falling, breakthrough in gray room. So the district supervisor calls me in and puts the old white schmaltz down on me. Now, kid, what are you doing over there with the niggers and the apes? Why don't you straighten out and act like a white man? After all, they're only human cattle. You know that yourself. Hate to see a bright young man fuck up and get off on the wrong track. Sure, it happens to all of us one time or another. Why, the man who went on to invent shitola was sitting right where you're sitting now 25 years ago when I was saying the same things to him. Well, he straightened out the way you're gonna straighten out. You can't deny your blood, kid. You're white, white, white. And you can't walk out on track. There's just no place to go. Most distasteful thing I ever stood still for, enough to make a girl crack her calories. So I walk out and the lid blew off. Tongues of violence and how. Show you something. Berserk machine. Ship cut dangle word lines. Word falling, photo falling. I said the chief of police skinned alive in Baghdad, not Washington, D.C. Switzerland freezes all foreign assets. Foreign assets? What? British Prime Minister assassinated in rightist coup? Mindless idiot, you have liquidated the commissar. Terminal Electric, voice of sea, falling door, out of agitated. Tata Stalin, carriage ta. Spectators scream through the track. The electronic brain shivers in blue and pink and chlorophyll orgasms, spitting out money printed on rolls of toilet paper. Condoms full of ice cream, Kotex hamburgers. Police files of the world spurt out in a blast of bone meal. Garden tools and barbecue sets whistle through the air, skewer the spectators. Crumpled cloth bodies through dead nitrous streets of an old film set. Gray luminous flakes falling softly on Dwarf, Honolulu, Harris, Home, Austin. From siren towers, the twanging tones appear. And got a panic piping blue notes through empty streets as the berserk time machine twisted a tornado of years and centuries. Wind through dusty offices and archives. Board books scattered to rubbish heaps of the earth. Symbol books of the all-powerful board that had controlled thought, feeling, and movement of a planet from birth to death with iron claws of pain and pleasure. The whole structure of reality went up in silent explosions. Paper moon and muslin trees, and in the black silver sky, great rents as the cover of the world rained down. When I handed in my report to the district supervisor, he read it through with a narrow smile. They've distracted you with a war film and given false information as usual. You're inexperienced, of course. Totally green troops in the area. 
However, your unauthorized action will enable us to cut some corners. Come along now and we will get the real facts. The police patrol pounded into the home office of Lazarus and Company. And now, Mr. Winkhorst, and you gentlemen of the board, let's have the real story and quickly. Or would you rather talk to the partisans? You dumb hicks. The information and quickly. We have no time to waste with such as you. The DS did their translucent silver, sending a solid blast of inflexible authority. All right, we'll talk. The Psychotron processes image. It's the microfilm principle, smaller and smaller, more and more images in less space. Found it down on a Psychotron, a crystal image meal. We can take the whole fucking planet out that way up our ass in a finger stall. Image of both of us, good as he used to be. A stall, you dig? Just old showman packing our ermines, you might say. Enough of that show. Continue, please, with your statement. Sure, sure, but you see now why we had to laugh till we pissed washing those dumb hicks playing around with photo montage. Like charging a regiment of tanks with a defective slingshot. For the last time out of me, continue with your statement. Sure, sure, but you see now why we had such look out on those dumb roofs playing around with splintered carnivals. Charging a regiment of tanks with a defective sanitarium 1917. Never could keep his gas. Just an old trooper is all. He goes into a song and dance routine, dancing off stage. An 1890 cop picks him up in the wings and brings back a ventriloquist dummy. This gentleman is a death dwarf, as you can see, manipulated by remote control. Compliments of Mr. and Mrs. D. Give me a shot, says a dwarf, and I'll tell you something interesting. Hydraulic metal hands proffer a tray of phosphorescent meal, yellow-brown in color like pulverized amber. The dwarf takes out a hypo from a silver case and shoots a pinch of the meal in the main line. Images. Millions of images. That's what I eat. Psychotron shit. Ever try kicking that habit with apomorphine? Now I got all the images, sex acts, and torture ever took place anywhere. And I can just blast it out and throw you goops right down to the molecule. I got orgasms. I got screams. I got all the images any hit or whatever shit out. My power's coming, my power's coming, my power's coming. He goes into a faith healer routine, rolling his eyes and frothing at the mouth. And I got millions, millions, and millions, millions of images of me. Nods out. He snaps back into focus, screaming and spitting at Uranium Willie. You hick, you rat. Call the fuzz on me. All right. 
I'm finished, but you're still a lousy fucking fink. Just your remarks to me, said the BS. All right, you hick sheriffs. I'll cook you all down to decorticated canine preparations. You never get the apomorphine formula in time. Never, never, never. Caustic white hot slava drips from his teeth. The smell of phosphorus fills the room. Human dogs. Don't mind if I take another shot, do you? Of course not. After giving information, you will be disintoxicated. Disintoxicated, he said. Oh my God, look at me. Good, sir. For the purpose. Shit. Uranian shit. That's what my human dogs eat. And I like to rub their nose in it. Poetry, space. What good is all that to me? If I don't get the image fix, I'm in the oven. You understand? All the pain and hate images come loose. You understand that, you dumb hit? I'm finished, but your eyes still pop out. Take a candy of adolescent image, Panama. Ooh, look out, different. Cook you all down to decorticated mandrakes. Don't you think, Mr. D, it is in your interest to facilitate our work with the apomorphine formula? It wouldn't touch me, not with the habit I got. How do you know? Have you tried? Of course not. If I allowed anyone to develop the formula, he would be out, you understand? And it only takes one out to kick over my hypo tray. After all, you don't have much choice, Mr. D. Again, the image snapped back, fading now and flickering like an old film. I still have the boardroom reports. I can split the planet wide open tomorrow. And you, you little rat, you'll end up on ice in the ovens. Baked Alaska, we call it. Nothing like a baked Alaska fix to hold me vegetable. Always plenty wise guys waiting on the baked Alaska. Dwarf's eyes sputtered blue sparks, a reek of burning flesh billowed through the room. I still mushroom planet wide open for jolly. Any hick poet shit out pleasures. I'm closer and see my pictures. Show you something interesting. Come closer and watch them flop around in soiled linen. The garden boys, both of us good as we used to be. Sweet pictures start coming in the hanged man knees up the chin. You know, beauty bear is still as good. Cock stand up spurting whitewash. Ever try his crotch when the egg cracks? Now I got all the images in backward tie. Rusty black pads, delicate gooks in the locker room rubbing each other. I got screams. I watch. Burning heavens, idiot. Don't mind if I take another shot. Jimmy Sheffield's is still as good as he used to be. Flash the room in pink carnival. A young agent turned at the side, vomiting. Police work is not pleasant on any level, said the DS. He turned to Winkhorst. This special freight spitting notice on your dirty pharmaceuticals. Level. Well, some of my information was advantage. It is done with a cyclotron, but like this. Say I want to heat up the masculine formula. What I do is put the blazing photo from Hiroshima and Nagasaki 
under my cyclotron and shade the heat meal in with the mescaline. Indetectable. It's all so simple and magnificent, really. Beauty bear and all that. Or say I want the drenched glands on the boys. What I do is put the image from his cock under the cyclotron, spurting whitewash into the white hot skies of Mineral. Death Dwarf opens one eye. Hey, copper. Come here. Got something else to tell you. Might as well, rat. Everyone does it here, the man says. You know about niggers? Why darkies were born? Travel flesh, we call it. Transport's better. Tell you something else. Not that. And the apomorphine formula, Mr. Winkhorst? Apomorphine is no word and no image. It is, of course, misleading to speak of a silence virus or an apomorphine virus, since apomorphine is antivirus. The uh, apomorphine preparations must be raised in a culture containing sub-lethal quantities of pain and pleasure cyclotron concentrates. Self-virus stimulates antivirus special group. But immunity has been established in the surviving preparations, and many will not survive. We have the formula necessary to defeat the various powers. It is simply a question of putting through an inoculation program in the very limited time that remains. Word begets image, and image is virus. Our facilities are at your disposal, gentlemen. And I am at your disposal. Technical sergeant, I can work for anybody. These officers don't even know what button to push. There's the dwarf who is on the nod, hands turning to five. I'm not taking any rap for a decorticated turnip. And just let me tell you how much all the kids in the office and the laboratory hate you stinking heavy metal-ass cunt-sucking board bastards. Uranian Willie, the heavy metal kid, also known as Willie the Rat, he wised up the marks. This is war to extermination. Light cell by cell through bodies and mind screens of the earth. Souls rotten from the orgasm drug. Flesh shuddering from the ovens. Prisoners of the earth, come out. Storm the studio. Burnt metal smell of interplanetary war in the raw noon streets, swept by streaming glass blizzards of enemy black. Yep, bingles, free doorways, cut word lines, photo falling, word falling, breakthrough in gray room. Towers, open fire. Partisans of all nations, open fire. Tilt, blast, down, stab, strap, kill. Pilot K-9, you are cut off. Back. Back before the whole fucking shithouse goes up. You turn to base immediately. Right, music beam, back to base. Stay out of that time, flack. All pilots, ride pan pipes back to base. Technician mixed by carbonate of soda, surveying the havoc on his view screen. It was impossible to estimate the damage. Anything put out up till now is like pulling a figure out of the air. 
Enemy installation shattered. Personnel decimated. Board books taken. Electric waves of resistance sweeping through mine screens of the earth. A message of total resistance on shortwave of the world. This is war to extermination. Ship lingles, cut word lines, vibrate doors, free doorways. Photo falling, word falling. Breakthrough in playroom, calling partisans of all nations. Towers, open fire.
Just before our love got lost, you said I am as constant as a northern star And I said Constantly in the darkness Where's that at? If you want me, I'll be in the bar On the back of a cartoon coaster In the blue TV screen light I drew a map of Canada Oh, Canada And I sketched your face on it twice
I'd still be on my feet. Mm-hmm. 